Welcome, everybody, to the GBO podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only, brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, how you doing? It's our third pod in a seven-day time period. How's that sound? It would be our fourth, but uh, but somebody somebody was a little tired Thursday night. I was exhausted after the women's game. <laughs> I actually was amazed that you were still awake. We walked out of we walked out of home team at, at halftime and um and you said no pod. Because <laughs> I thought the game was at seven o'clock and when I said and I saw it was at eight o'clock after the game day show, I go, Oh, this is gonna be brutal they, for me to stay up. You were not the only person that you were not the only person that had this. I think we reported it on the pod that it was at seven o'clock. We technically weren't wrong. Um but um I know a couple other people that thought it was at seven. I don't think just from us. It was at seven local, which meant it was eight o'clock Eastern. Right. And uh, that 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 changed it. I don't think we would have ended up going and watching the first half at home team if it had been eight o'clock. But you, you know what? We're dedicated. No, 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 no we're not. <laughs> You're not at least. Hey, Maybe. I slept. I slept in my car for a little while just so you- I could make it. Have you ever thought about maybe Glenn and I lied to you and told you it was at seven? Just to set me up for failure? Just so just to get you out because we knew that if it was that if you knew it was at eight, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have come out for to to watch it at home team with us? Well, let's stop talking conspiracy theories and let's get into I would might say this, correct me if I'm wrong, Sumter, the greatest week in Carolina men's and women's basketball in recent history. In 2017, they made the Final Four and won the national title. And, and so, uh, and so, so I'm so, going to say that, and that all happened over the course of a weekend. How about and this? How about this? How, let me clarify. During the regular season. Okay, that's a, that's a better clarification. Um, uh, that's a better clarification because that, like, <laughs> all of that happened in the week. Since the Final Four, during the regular season, um, Right, and then we just can't count because because you could also count the women winning the national title again while the men just weren't playing basketball as maybe the second greatest week in Carolina basketball the history since then. Um, during the regular season, it's up there, man. So, like, this Kentucky win, this, this could be one of the biggest wins that we've had. Uh, beating them by almost 20 points and – is it fair to say almost blow? Is that a blowout? What do you consider a blowout, Sumter? We blew them out. Making over fifteen points, I call blowouts. Here's 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 what I have never experienced. Are you ready for what I've never experienced? What's that? I've been in the Colonial Life Arena when we beat Kentucky. Right? It's always filled with Kentucky fans, and it's always awful. I talked about it Tuesday night. Not going to get into it now. Um, I've been in the Colonial Life Arena when Kentucky has killed us, and it's been brutal having to listen to them. I've never seen them leave early. They were leaving about six to seven minute mark. They were out. And at the under four minute timeout, at the under four minute timeout, everyone got up and left, and we were literally waving at them. I almost took a picture of the rows in front of us and said, these seats used to be filled, and, and tweeted that out. Um, 
Also, John Calipari in the news this week in post games. They uh, he was after their win against Arkansas this weekend. They uh, one of his staffers told him that Michi went zero for nine, oh, you know, over seven, zero for nine from the field, and he went on a little mini rant about that wouldn't happen when they played us. He was. He, I felt John Calipari was a little bit of a crybaby this week. So I'm sure your thoughts. John Calipari has been such a John Calipari has been such a crybaby. He has been. Um, all right. So when a baby elephant is born, it weighs 250 pounds. All right. It makes them the biggest babies on earth other than John Calipari this week. Like he has been the biggest baby this week, literally just being like, Oh, that's what happens. They, they never go. Oh, and not against us. Maybe there's a reason, John, maybe there's a reason. I think maybe John play defense. I think John is still mad that we fired his buddy, Frank. I think that they're they're buddies. They're buddies. They, sure. I mean, too much winning. Too much winning. <clears throat> but between that and then we had the game Saturday versus Missouri, where would you? I, it was a very interesting up and down game. You know, we I think we would you say we kind of started okay. It was fine. We took over near the end of that first half, and then that opening five minutes of the second half, Missouri took our 10 point lead and took a one point lead. What were your thoughts Saturday? Uh, The start Saturday was perfect. They like came out strong assists. I think we, there's some stat that we assisted on like 13 of our first 15 made baskets or something like that. I forget the exact number. That might've been an exaggeration. Um, But um, they were, they were really playing our brand of basketball and there's a minute there where I mean, when Yugusik makes his two three pointers, where I'm sitting there just like we're about to beat them by twenty. I would say that Morris Yugusik's record day, best game he's had in our uniform. I mean, his best game he's had as a Carolina Gamecock. Hopefully, he has better ones. You if, know, if but- I would have told you that Yugusik would have ten points. And Michi would have zero. Would you have said that? The that would, have been, very, would, have that would have been very difficult to believe. That would have been very difficult to believe. That and Gamecocks winning. Yes, yes. Just simply Yagusic scoring ten more points than Michi would have been difficult to believe in in almost every capacity. Um, but um, the first half they played really, really, really well. Um, I was, everyone was worried about a trap game. Everybody was worried about a hangover, some type of letdown, whatever you want to call it. And they did not play like that. And was it, was it, was it 24, 10? I think we got at least by 14 in that first half. We we were rolling. We we were rolling. I I thought I blowout, blowout. I almost texted group chats being like, fellas, we're good. You know, like I did not let it get to my head. I did not let it get to my head. That's the Gamecock fan in you. Yes, did not. I, I knew. I knew it was coming. And uh, and that second half, that that trap game showed up, and and it got who um, was it? Uh, East East the second kind of went off, kind of unstoppable driving the lane. We we didn't really have an answer for him most of the night. He's good. He he was great when we played them in Missouri. Um, if we didn't have set defense on him, he got into the lane and pump fake, pump fake, drived, curled, and could just making buckets or dishing out four buckets. 
Yeah, he's he's good. I feel like he's the type of guy that fans would of other teams would have felt about like a Jermaine Cousinart or something. Just like this guy's really good. He's he needs more on his team. Um, they don't. They, like, they just what, don't have the the players around him. Bryce, what year is East? He's a senior. No, no eligibility left. No transfer portal action here. Well, let's look. You know, he this is his fourth year, and he played during the COVID year. So my guess is he has an extra year, but he is classified as a senior. He's classified as a senior. I am ready. I I'm absolutely ready to get past to get so far removed from COVID that I can understand the rules of eligibility again. I have not known who is eligible um, forever. It feels like in, in four or five years now, it feels like everybody has another year of eligibility. Like if Paris said this whole team is coming back, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing ever. I would be like, this could happen. But uh, I will believe anybody has another year of eligibility that exists. So um, you had some pretty good tweets this week. Um, Sumter, tell us more about your thought process behind Gates, the um, Missouri coach, having that game plan of <laughs> shutting down Michi Johnson. Is, is this what the pod has become? Bryce and Sumter read their Twitter feed. Uh, hey, no, you had so some good points. I wanted you to about, talk about them. It's about Cal being a baby, okay? My, my thought on this is about Cal being a baby. Um, Michi Johnson went, I think, two for 15 against Missouri combined. He, he was like two for six and oh for nine. Um, he, he combined for two for 15 against them. And it was clear in both of these games that they were not, that they were going to be on him the whole game. It was so clear on the road. It got him so frustrated that his, that Lamont Paris benched him. Okay. And then they came into tonight's game or Saturday Saturday's game, excuse me. They came into Saturday's game, and um, it was the same game plan. I mean, the game plan almost worked in Missouri. It almost worked again Saturday, and um, he went 0 for 9. He definitely played within himself a lot better. He played much better defensive on the other side of the floor. Paris did not have to just completely remove him from the game. He was still an effective player. But, I mean, that was the game plan, and that's why he went 0 for 9. And Calipari's just a baby. And he's just whining that guys get hot against them. It's basketball. And um, and so clearly Missouri's game plan was to not let Michi Johnson beat them. And they, they didn't. Except BJ Mack did. And so, like, and he did both times. It opened up this area. Um, and BJ Mack carried us. He carried us when we played him in Mizzou, and he carried us on Saturday. I thought he was great, Bryce. Mack was the MVP of this game, made his threes, made his jump shots. I don't know if you remember the first points we had in the second half after their, what, 11-0 run, 10-0 run, and Mack just went into a double team in the lane, pushed him around, Threw it off the glass, up and in with the foul. He just he wanted it. He wanted it more. He need he saw the team needed him, and it's just like in that Virginia Tech game, just a couple other games this year. He has won the games when we didn't have the guard play to win. He was the big man down low, and we have been short of a big man dominant since Silva and Coates are that could take over a game late. Yeah, it, it was great. Like he's. He's not the biggest guy in the conference, but he's really, really good. 
and we just have to accept who he is. He's he's an offensive big man. Um, the, the other guy that had a really good game is our defensive big man. You mean Josh Gray, the dominant center? Yes, right, baby. Um, I, I'm loving this Josh Gray yes. redemption tour. Yes, but it 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 works so well. We've got a very we, we've got an offensive, um, a, a very strong offensive big. And when we need to play, when we need to stop them, we can put in Josh, and he's and and he's incredibly effective. He has finally figured out how to play within that enormous body that he has. And he's starting to make what he's starting to get five point five plus point games, you know, five to eight range, and I think that's what we need him have three or four rebounds. He's also good to collecting a few fouls because that's what Josh Gray does. And the mix between him, Boyles, and Mac, it's a difference maker in this team this year. And another shout out to Boyles. Boyles, I think, is just going to be one of the best freshman big men we've had in a very long time. Because I'm going to call him a big man at 6'7, 235. Boyles can defend anybody. His defense it, is strong. It, it's unbelievable. It, it's unbelievable. He. Against, I mean, he he won. He's going against seniors. He's going against juniors and seniors, and he's pushing him around. Those Kentucky guys, like five star talents, just just he's not afraid to get in there and block their shots. He's not afraid of fouling. He does a good job not fouling. Um, It's he his level of defensive intensity is absolutely incredible, and he. And he makes us a different team. If he was the way that he played this week, if he had played the way that he played this week, Bryce, um, we beat Clemson. We probably still dropped the Georgia and and, uh, and Alabama game because we played terrible. But I mean, we're 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 eighteen and two, and we're ranked with a with, with a seventeen and three. Good. So what? Seventeen. No, and no, three. no, no, no. You didn't listen. You're not listening. If he played in the Clemson game, fair enough. Like he played this week, we beat them and are eighteen and two. Is what I said. Fair point. <laughs> All right, and like, like, like we are now seventeen and three. We probably still drop the UGA and Alabama games where we played really poorly, but um, but just he he, he this team is this team went twelve and one in the non-con, and they are a different and better team. Um, in conference play because of how good Colin Murray boils this. Well, there's no time to rest, Sumter. You know, we we beat Missouri 74, 72, 64, eight-point win. Um, but no rest for the winning. Resting your laurels. What's it called? What's the phrase, Sumter? Rest on your laurels. Is that what you're trying to say? There you I, go. I don't know. You're the phrase uh, one, guy. One other, one other thing about the men here. Um um, need to give a big shout out, and it and he he had a sneaky good game again. Taylon Cooper, man, consistent winner. With just like he uh he, he had a couple of turnovers, but four assists, twelve points, three rebounds. He just controls this team. Thirty six minutes. He always gets high in minutes now. Always. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I got it pulled up. These are his minutes in the last five games. Okay. In which they're four and one. Okay. All right. Um, 
He played 40 in Missouri, and we needed all 40 minutes from him sure. at, at Missouri. 37 against Georgia, almost kept us in this game, even though we played like trash. Um, 37 at Arkansas, 37 against Kentucky, 36 this week against Missouri. Uh, he played in SEC play. He played 33 versus Mizzou. And then he only played 32 at Alabama, but he probably got benched. because That Alabama game, Alabama game was a yeah, wash. Because we were down by like 30 at, at, at some point in time. And so um, he, he he's so he, – I think he's becoming the best – I think he is underratedly becoming maybe not the best player on this team, the most important player on this team. We can win a game. We've shown that we can win a game when B.J. Matt can't uh, – when B.J. Matt can't score. We showed Saturday that we can win a game when Michi Johnson can't make a shot. We've shown that we can – we beat Kentucky without Miles Studi. I don't – I think that Taylon Cooper is the most important player to this team. Um, and that, you know, um, he, he, he just consistently plays within himself, doesn't force stuff, plays smart, makes smart smart plays. When, he, when we need a bucket, he can get one. Just fantastic. And the most underrated guy on the team and a fan fan favorite of the pod, Jacoby Wright. We, we, we haven't we, missed duty. We haven't missed duty in the last couple of games because Jacoby Wright, 10 plus points. That's what he do. Yeah. When you need yeah. a shot, he makes a shot. You need the three. Zach Davis was good too, man. Hey, love, Zach Davis is good for a couple threes now. Every now and then you're like, we need a Zach Davis three and he hits the three. Tell you, man, this the 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 bright spot of last season in the awfulness that was that was last season was Jacoby Wright's development from his freshman to his sophomore year. When he re- he really struggled as a freshman, he struggled to stay on the court. He would make some ra- he would make some raw plays, some bad turnovers. Frank would then, of course, yell at him and bench him. Um, but uh, but but last season as a sophomore, he was just a different player. Zach Davis this year as a sophomore is a different player than he was the year before. This is the best sign that I think we have that about how good Lamont Paris potentially can be as a head coach is that he's turning just three star kids from Fort Mill and Orangeburg into into SEC caliber into SEC caliber starters. They both started to Saturday. You know, like, and um, it's it it's it's unbelievable. If you go back to Jacoby Wright's freshman year and say, man, he's gonna start on a team that's sixteen and three going into a going into the game Saturday, he's gonna get the start on a sixteen and three team. You, you know, you just wouldn't have believed that. No, you, you would not have believed that he was a starter, and it's 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 unbelievable. He played great. Well. Big game coming up Tuesday night at Knoxville. We don't have great history there. We play in Tennessee. And remember, go back a little bit. New era, Bryce. They beat us by 40 points twice last year, breaking an SEC record. It's a new era. It's a new era. It's a new era. This team can play defense a lot better than than last year's team. I don't don't know what's going to happen Tuesday night. We're not getting beat by 40. Hey. The Tennessee has that connect guy that I think at last five games is averaging 32 points a game. He has been pretty fun to watch. We're going to have to shut him down to have a chance. But He hadn't gotten guarded by Taylon Cooper yet. 
We got the defense. Defense travels most of the time. Does. Um, they're going to be they're going to be up for this too. I mean, sure they they want to shut us down, but you never know. Hey, no, 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 I was talking about the Cox. Oh. Like, like they're going to be they're going into this. The, the, the Tennessee's going to get our best game. I mean, they're out to prove a point. I, I, you look at the what FPI index or whatever you call it on um, ESPN. I think they're giving us a nine percent chance on Tuesday. Higher than that. Well, I'm we just, on, the, that. on the ESPN app, I'm just telling you that's what the percentages put out there. I, I hope that you know Lamont shows that to the team. Time to show out, kind of like we did against Alabama in that first half. Come out and play, but you need to have the second half and bring the heat just like it. So I got I got something for you that you're gonna love that we What's need to that? make sure to remind everybody to get this right. Six thirty tip Tuesday. I love a six thirty tip. It's nothing better. It's the best for the a couple. For tips a, are the best for a couple. Why can't 30, we get a six thirty tip at, at at home? For a couple thirty eight year olds, we love a six thirty tip. You can see even if you're like even if you can be late to a six thirty tip game. And it's and you can miss the first two minutes of a game if it takes you a minute to get there by six thirty. Like if like mixing up your routine a little bit, but uh, but it it just means that you're out by eight thirty, uh, or 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 out at a regular time if if it becomes an SEC ref show. But um, you know, so six thirty at Tennessee, Bryce. If they can win this game, the conversation about this team changes. It, sure. it changes significantly. We're going to start talking about the seed that they are, and we're going to start talking like and and it'll be a it'll be a single digit high seed. I don't want to start this conversation yet. I want to see us go out and actually beat Tennessee. But um, if they go out and beat Tennessee Tuesday night, I think that they end up ranked in the top. I think that they can. I think I think where they I think they will shoot through the rankings. I think we're going to get ranked tomorrow. That's what I'll say. I, there is some conversation to be had that we could be in the 20s tomorrow in, in the top 25. You're, you're, you're going to be proud of me. What's that? I listened, to, I listened to Lamont Paris's press conference. What do you have to say? He had the funniest. He, he just had the best bit. What is that? Somebody asked him last year if I had after the after the Kentucky game. So that made us 16 and three. Somebody said last year, coach, with that team, if I had told you. You'd beat Kentucky. You beat number six Kentucky to go sixteen and three. What would your thoughts have been? He, without missing a beat, he looks the guy right in the face and just goes, "I think I would have asked, where are we ranked?" Hey, but perception, you know, they, you know, the team's favored early on in the year in preseason. They get a little more favorable. Um, but hey, talking about the metrics, we're seventeen and three in Kimpom. We're fifty five. In the net, we're 52. And in the quadrants, three and two in quad one, three and oh in quad two. We have that one loss to Georgia. That's a quad Which, three loss. That's going to become a quad two before this is all said and done. We would hope so. But I think they're good. Sharif, they almost beat Kentucky. Hey, they were down 21, 23. I, I said Sharif. Sharif Abdul Rahim's son. Yeah, um, they were down, what, 21, 23 points with eight minutes to go at Florida and forced overtime. Yeah, yeah. If we were up 23 on somebody and forced overtime, we would be having a mental breakdown. Yeah. 
We and, and then and then and then lose. That would be that, that would be very that would be very game guy. But anyway, yeah. let's see let's see what happens. Let's see if the Monday morning comes out. We're ranked and we're going into Knoxville ranked, and let's go shock the world. Why not us? As Steve Spurrier would say. So to finish up here though about I don't think I actually I don't think we ever actually dissected your question from the beginning of the pod about whether or not this was the best week of Carolina basketball. We kind of just dove straight into the men's results this week. But uh, the other thing that happened, we had the best road win, regular season, non-tournament. We had the best regular season road win since, since I think, beating Stanford last season. Sure. Um, early on. So it's it's been more than a year because that happened in early November, in middle November last season. Um and honestly, Bryce, this felt way bigger than beating Stanford. I don't think it was. Stanford was number three and and was a final and ended up making. Well, they didn't make the final four; they got bounced. But um, but they, they had been a defending final four team. We had played them in the in the national championship, um, to or in the final four and in the seventeen. Yeah. Yes. It, uh, um. And so. That was a big game. This felt bigger. I don't know why this felt bigger, um, but it did, and it was. And I guess it's LSU and Kim Mulkey and the history with this. Um, I want to say that this is the biggest win that we've had all season. Definitely the biggest win we've had all season, right? It's Oh, for sure. But it's just funny you bring up at Stanford last year. Who made the big shots? Rehaul, and, baby. And overtime to beat Stanford. And who wins the game for us and seals it? It was the same thing. So, so if you didn't watch this, the women, the the, the women beat um the, the women beat LSU 76 to 70 by trailing the basically the entire game. Or what, what 36 minutes trailing? Yeah, they, they they went they had the lead on the first bucket and then they trailed for until like with like three or four minutes left in the in the in the fourth quarter. First bucket of the game, Bree Hall. Yeah. And and in those last four minutes, Bree Hall did not have a great game. Right. And in those last four minutes, she hit two bone crushing three pointers that just ended the game in a hostile crowd. It's something a Connecticut player would have done to us. Remember the early dawn teams when we couldn't mm-hmm. beat Connecticut? And they were always 10 them, points better than us. Yeah. Like the Asia teams, and we'd play them well. And then one of their players would just would just hit two threes in a row. And 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 it would just be like, and it would just be over. And we would just and, and we would walk out of there with like a moral victory, which are the worst, you know. And Bree Hall just just nothing but good things to say. The dynamite clutch in that Stanford game we mentioned, she showed us she could do this. And it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Jacoby Wright when when the when, when the stage is bigger, she rises and meets it. And think about this game. So LSU came out to play hot. You know, when you have the home home court advantage, it matters in SEC men's or women's basketball. LSU gets up on us. What we're down? What 11, 12 points? They're just they're, it's fair to say they were kind of put it, pushing us around. We weren't hitting our shots. But near the end of the first quarter, right at the end, you have Full Wiley. Was it Full Wiley or Pow Pow? I think Pow Pow hit. Both. Was it between Pow Pow either or Full Wiley at the end of the first and the second quarter hitting threes that are 
you know, cut it to like around six, five to six points and keep We it were, a seven. we were down by five at half. We cut it to five, and that was amazing. We played a terrible half. Because I think Pow Pow ended the first um, um, the first quarter. We hit the three, cut it to what six, and then we're down eight, and then Full Wiley hits the three to cuts it to five. And what, what were we saying at home team? We've played so bad in that first half, and we're only down five. Only down five. I mean, this is it. It felt like watching the ladies' team last year. Like, like it. It felt where they would just have bad starts, but. And and our mantra last year was got to play all forty minutes. You got to play all forty minutes, and that's what the and, and LSU didn't. They ran out of gas. A lot of a lot of familiar faces ran out. Angel Reese got into foul trouble. She they was dominant, a- but when she got in foul trouble, that was when and fouling out. It helped us tremendously. So so he here's something that I want to talk about, and I think that this is subtly. Everybody's talking about why does this happen? How Dawn Staley has been able to reload like this, right? And and I just and there are these great women's coaches that have that have played these incredible women's teams, um, uh, and and have these incredible resumes. Kim Mulkey is one of them. Okay, All right? Uh, Gina Oriema is another. And here is the minutes that they played, okay? Anissa Mara, 34 minutes. Haley Van Lith, 38. Michaela Williams, 39. Uh, Johnson played 40 minutes. Angel Reese played 28. And the and that freshman center, that freshman backup center, um, Alea Del Rosario, Del yep. Rosario played top ten player freshman. Yeah, six foot she, six. She played. She played seven players. The bench played a total of eighteen minutes, and reset for. And twelve of that was because Reese was in foul trouble. Right? She played the. She played her team full tilt to the max. This is not what Dawn does, and uh, everybody's talking about how hurt. UConn has been this season, right? And how banged up UConn has been and how UConn just can't buy a break. Gino runs these short rotations too. These short rotations wear you down. You know, these short rotations wear, wear the players down. No one on last year's team got hurt. And that's because, and that's because unless it was a big game, Dawn played all like 13 players, 10 minutes a game. 10 to 12 um, players for sure. But, but let's take let's take Vandy today. Let's take I'm jumping ahead. We're, we're gonna keep talking about this um LSU game, but Vandy today, we played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. She uh Dawn played nine players. Uh Tessa Johnson had the least amount of playing time at 13 minutes. Uh, Fagan played 14. Everybody else played north of 20. And then another seven played north of 20. She, she, uh, no one played more. Uh, Pow Pow played 31. No one else played 30 minutes. She, she does not overwork her players. Gino does. It's, it's, it, like, I'm not, yeah, the, 
they've had some fluke injuries, but the more they're playing like this, the more you are when, when you they can't sustain like playing 40 minutes a night is not sustainable. And this is what and this is what LSU tried to do Tuesday night. And it just wasn't sustainable because as soon as soon as that backup came in, as soon as Del Rosario came in, it was over. Like like Cardosa didn't play great, but as soon as Del Rosario came in, she was like Cardosa was gonna own her. And she did. And that freshman tried to flop. And oh, the yeah. refs and the refs looked at her like she was an idiot. And Cardosa makes that bucket. And that's when we take the lead. And you yeah. could see the the everyone in the stands, Reese on the bench going, Oh crap, I messed up. Yeah. But just uh but this team, it doesn't matter who's in there, they're battle tested. They've seen it. Don has coached them up. And Don knows how to pull the strings and put the right players in, in the right situations to win games. LSU only committed 15 fouls. Okay. LSU was only called for 15 fouls. We were only called for 11. It was actually a, as we've been complaining about the officiating, I thought it was a well officiated game. Uh, obviously, a, you don't want to watch, watch a nationally televised game and have one of the star players get into foul trouble. But, uh, but, but what's going to happen is that if your team commits 15 fouls, if the same five players are playing the entire time, then that means all of them have to have, like, for none of them to be in foul trouble, they all have to have committed three of the fouls. Like, and, and that just didn't happen. And so, and so it's, it's a lot easier when you're managing minutes, like Dawn does, and managing the game. And knowing that it's not the end of the world when you're down eight in the first half, that it's a 40-minute basketball game, and you still and you don't and, and you don't shrink the rotation too too tight the way that Mulkey did Tuesday night. Uh, um both teams played great. Both teams played very, very good basketball. This game delivered. Kim Mulkey got out coached, and that's why the Gamecocks won Tuesday night. I mean Thursday night. And then LSU is – they're better than I thought they were. Um, but after South Carolina LSU, I think there is a big drop-off in overall talent in the league. You got Texas A&M, you have Ole Miss, and you have Tennessee kind of laying around up there, maybe Mississippi State. But we've already played a few of them, and you've seen what's happened there. But this team is special. And let's talk about that band. We don't have to go to Ole Miss. On the, we haven't played Ole Miss yet, but we get them at home, right? Next Sunday, yeah, we get them. Yeah, we got them next Sunday at home. Um, we got to go at Tennessee, uh, um, and we also get Tennessee at home. I mean, it's it's weird. And we have UConn at home and on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, UConn at home. It's gonna. Um, so so LSU, LSU South Carolina outrated the NBA game, the nationally televised NBA game that tip that night it was the Celtics against somebody um I don't think I believe that South Carolina UConn on two Sundays from now will rate well I don't think it'll outrate the Super Bowl and I think they said the South Carolina LSU game was the second most watched women's game in the last 20 years behind the Iowa um so Iowa Ohio I don't know Iowa Ohio State earlier this year I think was the highest rated so both games have been this year. Yeah. Women's basketball is having a moment. Well, it's it's good basketball to watch. 
so so here is I, I kind of talked about this a little bit last year, but um it's it's funny in the era of the transfer portal with men's basketball, where you don't know who play any player that plays for any other team, you barely know the players that play for yours. Um, this is the opposite of this. This feels like the 80s, 90s, Big East and ACC that we're watching right now, where, where you know, Chris Mullen is playing Patrick Ewing three years in a row. I mean, as soon as LSU won the national championship, we are looking at the schedule. When do we play them? Because it's all the same player. Well, no, it's all the same players for them. Yeah, we're all new players with, for us. We're hitting them with a brand new squad. But, uh, but, 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 but it's kind of like the Stanford rivalries with with Haley Jones and Aaliyah Boston. You know, like it's a it's a four year run of just great basketball. Both both fan bases know each other well. Like if you if we were to if you were to run into a Stanford fan that was a women's basketball fan, immediately would have a 20 minute conversation about Haley Jones versus Aaliyah Boston. You know, like and 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 that's what college basketball used to be like. And there's stars, you know, Caitlin Clark, um, Angel Reese, like like it was on display Tuesday night. I keep saying Tuesday. It, it's been a long week. It was on display Thursday night. Um you know, here Haley Van Lith is showing up again. The this the this player that we shut down in the final four on the way to the national title is all of a sudden trying to it was fun beating her again. She can't beat us on any team. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But, but anyway, the women beat LSU 76-60. But let's talk about the women's game today. They win 91-74 over Vandy for their 16th straight win over Vanderbilt. Commodores, the ladies. Um, that first quarter, Vandy came to play, and it was yeah. back and forth, back and forth, and it took a shot, was it by Raven Johnson at the buzzer of the, yeah. the first quarter yeah. for us to great get that little inbound play. Yeah, it was great. What were your thoughts on Vandy today? Kind of the new and upcoming team this year in the SEC. They were better. They were better than the score ended up being. Um, it, it's funny for and and it it helps that the Kentucky game was Tuesday night. The LSU game was Thursday night. After the Kentucky game, all you could hear people saying was, "Oh my God, we have to win it. We we cannot lose to Missouri now. Now you know now that we have done this." There was no concern from anyone about the Gamecock women playing a trap game. And it it, it started out that way. Like, like Vandy was frisky. And every uh, team gives us all they can, but what happens? They they had they, they could shoot the ball. They hit the three well. They they could shoot the ball. And in at, at any stage of basketball, if you can shoot the ball, you know, hashtag analysis here, you're you're gonna win some basketball games. Uh, I'm looking at what they did. Yeah, they were they were they ended up eight for twenty five from three, but in that first half, in that first quarter, they were three for six, and so um, um, yeah, they went ooh, price. <laughs> so they went. Let's see here, eight for they were eight for twenty from three in the first three quarters of this game. They shot the ball very very well. 
That's that. That's almost fifty percent. Their big girl Macarat, whatever. Oh, it. she could shoot it. She could hit the three for a freshman, but uh, they went. They went zero for five. They went zero for five. But but the story that's old as time, Sumter teams that bring it. They bring the heat in the first quarter, maybe a little bit in the second quarter. Those teams get tired because Gotta they don't have the depth. Minutes. They don't have Gotta the play depth. Forty minutes. We bring and in Don our. Is we, just going to hit you. Yep. When we bring in our depth, no team in the SEC can compete with our depth. No, I might want to say in the nation, but I, I want to see Colorado a little bit more and a few other teams and see what kind of depth they have. But I I don't think anybody in the nation can compete with our depth. Who's UC- got a better player than Malaysia Full Wiley coming off the bench? UCLA has a few good girls off the bench. They're not better than the National Watkins and Malaysia Full Wiley. We have some stars on the bench. Just saying. I'm just saying. Ashlyn Ashlyn Watkins. The only the only place where Ashlyn Watkins and Malaysia Fulali would not be starting is maybe LSU, and they would then and they would then be the sixth and seventh r- rotation, and the other players wouldn't play. But um, but yeah, the depth's great, and it hits you, and it and it it's it, it's got to be a weird feeling in come that second quarter. When you just get hit by this spurt of energy from players that would be starting on your team that are coming off of the bench, um, it's gotta, it's gotta really, that's gotta really hit you, uh, and 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 has to be difficult to deal with. On top of that, Cardoso, great game. Our our, our strategy in this game was just to go inside to her early and often, like at the start of the top of the key, they would just throw it in there, and she was five inches taller than everybody. And she made her layups in, you know, two footers today. She made most of her layups in two footers today. Hey, she made them at a high high clip today for sure. She did. She definitely did. She she missed a no. It was a, it was Kits that missed the wide. Kits missed one that was wide open. Where I think she was so shocked as to how like it was a great pass to find her, and because her defender had left her, and I think she was so surprised that she was so open, it caused her to miss it. And. And Chloe Kitts can have a little bit of a bad game, only two points today, when she had a dominant game, and especially first half at LSU. I, I, she's a leading scorer, scorer at LSU, right? I don't know if it was overall leading scorer. I think so. Yeah, she had 14 points. Johnson had 13. Okay, but because that Chloe Kitts in that first half at LSU was as best as I've seen her. She held a Senate. Like, yeah. this has kind of now been a, become a blend of the two games here that we're – that we're doing, but, uh, but kids, we didn't have it in the first half at LSU. Chloe kids had it and Chloe kids held us in the game. And, and uh, kind of like, kind of like Zaya cook holding us in that game against Iowa last year. Um, when we almost managed to, to beat Caitlin Clark, not playing our best game. Um, but yeah, uh, nothing to say about kids. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm mainly just picking on her. She was wide open and I think she was so surprised. So wide open. Yeah. At, at how wide open she ended up being on the play that it like freaked her out and she and she missed the shot. Um Cardoso was great. She she looked in the first quarter, especially. She had eight in the first five minutes of the game. Like we, we clearly went into the game to 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 get her into it. Um two off her career high. I think she had a career high at 25. And um, at Syracuse, she had 23 today. Uh, Full Wiley and Watkins were good off the bench. Uh, I did notice that that at it was at LSU 
Kitts has been starting, but and Kitts played very well at LSU. It was interesting. Staley closed with Watkins on the floor. I think the lineup was was Cardoso, Watkins, Hall, Pow Pow, and Johnson. Watkins' defense is solid. I know she got beat a few times by Reese, but outside of that, she was solid on defense. You're allowed to get beat a couple of times by maybe the best player in the country. Fair points. <laughs> That's hashtag, that. hashtag analysis. Hashtag now. That's twice we've used that one. Uh <laughs> what was what was it that, that your wife will say about you? You could just take something out of style, you could just run something out of style faster than anybody. <laughs> As my little brother would say, I am the butcher. <laughs> if it's if it's funny one time, it's funny every time. 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, the women 19 and 0 going for the 20th at Auburn. Tricky game. LSU lost at Auburn. Tricky game, but don't be ready for it. This team ain't LSU. Hashtag analysis for the third time. <laughs> uh, but just a wonderful week. Sumter, any thoughts for the rest of the week? Thoughts for the rest of the week? Man, I want to beat Tennessee. I, I want to beat Tennessee. I hate hearing Rocky Top. Well, yeah. You've been to Knoxville and you've heard Rocky Top a few times. Yeah. I've never been to a basketball game in Tennessee. Thompson Bowling Arena, I've been there twice. It is huge. It's up there with Rupp. They hold around 24,000. It's it's big arena. Let's see. Here's to to Lamont Paris creating a culture that you and I want to go to a game at Tennessee. Hey, we're there. That's, 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 that's because I have no desire to do that. Right now, I would enjoy going to this game. If it was on a Saturday, I might talk you into. I might talk you into going to it. But uh, but you know, I love to go see Kentucky. If we didn't have families or jobs, we'd be there. Well, we would need jobs to get there, to pay to get there. You know, but but just like, um, I don't know, a weekday. But but if this was on a Saturday, coming off this win, I might talk. Try to talk. Knoxville's a short drive. It's a very doable drive. Um, here's, but I have no desire that like they kill us. Here's the, here's the buck in that trend. Um, you got any modern exterminating what's bugging you this week? In the men's game, it bothered me a little bit. I think the refs forgot what a travel was in the Missouri game. And I counted six missed travels. And at one point on the steal they had for a dunk or layup, the guy took four steps striding from the three point line to the goal no travel call. That was the most blatant. Um, traveling needs to be called more, but I, I I know this sounds like I'm picky, but I feel like a lot of calls that are 50-50 always go to the opposing team. Here's the thing. I think it gets called more. I think it gets – traveling well, Traveling definitely gets called more in the women's game, and I think it, it gets called a little too much in the women's game. But one thing they do in the women's game, I know what a travel looks like in a in a women's basketball game. They call like, it like they call it, and they call it every time, and they call it the same every time. If they take that little half step, um, they, they step they without dribbling. It. Yep, without dribbling, they count it as a full step, and they call it every time. And and I I know what a traveling is in women's basketball. I think it gets called too much, but it gets called consistently too much. 
which is fine. That's all we're asking for. I know we complain a lot. We'll work on it, but that's we our job. We don't complain too much. I we like don't to complain, complain too much. You do like to. You you might have started a podcast to complain. It's it's funny. It's that's eighty percent right. Eighty percent right. We started a podcast because we wanted to we wanted to complain about Frank to to someone that wasn't our wives because they were tired of hearing that, and um and now that the program is what thirty four and three thirty six and three. Trending up. Now that now that the program is a combined 36 and 3, it's weird when all you want to do is complain. But hey, shout out to Lalot Paris. We I don't think we give him enough praise. Kind of secretly leading the vote getting probably for SEC coach of the year so far. So you ready for this? You ready for a hot take, Bryce? Hot take me. Two days from now, he's gonna start leading the vote getting. For Naismith Coach of the Year. If he beats Tennessee. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I almost tweeted at Rothstein. And I almost tweeted at Rothstein. We'll see you Tuesday night and talk about Naismith Coach of the Year. Well, speaking of Rothstein, John Rothstein, he's having Lamont Paris on his weekly podcast this yeah, week. I'm going to have to listen to that. I think it's, I need to see it. I think it might be Monday. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we will we will put a link out there on Twitter. As always, follow us on Twitter at GBO underscore pod. Um, and email us at GamecockBasketballOnly at gmail.com. Have we gotten any emails recently? We got a few emails. We get some some thoughts from the fans. You're the only one with the Gmail password. That's uh, right. Uh, do, do you I, respond I, I, to the thoughts from the fans? I do, a few. I have to screen them. You know, we have a lot of, you know, a lot of fans. A lot of fans. <laughs> Some have some nice thoughts. Some have some, you know, you know, critiques. Is it critiques about us? Oh yeah, we can always do better. We can always do better. Do they want to be on the pod? We need to have people. We need to start having some guests on the pod. You know, just listeners and fans, and you know, get the opinions of the people. What 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 is what is the biggest critique of us? We have a lot of fluff. We need to cut the fluff down. <laughs> Okay. I mean, you can turn it off if you don't want to listen. Anyway, we'll work on our fluff, listeners. We'll do better. All right. Thanks for listening this week. Hey, we might have a, a reaction emergency pod if we go out there and beat, you know, Tennessee oh, it's a and Knoxville. Tip. I'm holding you. We're we're hopping on because because we're, we're hopping on a podcast. We're hopping on a podcast at eight thirty. Uh, Hopefully, at minimum. We're at least one and one this week. We need to win and revenge that loss against Georgia at home. We're playing them at Georgia this weekend. This is this is so I'm I'm like talking aggressively here about like being you know we could beat Tennessee. This is a dangerous week. This is a comeback to reality. This is a week that could really check our reality. Like one and one and one this week is is a good week. I agree, but hey, two one and one, one and, no. Two and O would be glorious. Two and O would be glorious. Uh, one and one maintains the status quo of strongly having us in the in the NCAA tournament. I think O and two puts us back on like the last four in. You talking about the Gamecock men basketball where we're tied for third place in the league after being picked fourteenth? That's right, baby. All right, thanks for listening this week. We'll do it again next week. Go Cox. DBO out. <laughs>